and welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Fay, And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And this week on the podcast, we are talking about planes, trains, and automobiles. Fuck and yeah. we are joined by a very special guest. Uh, once a friend and associate, associate and now crazed super fan, <laughs> Sam Norton, everybody. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've got your hair in my pocket. <laughs> Sam messaged me and was like, I have listened to, what was it, like 20 hours in the last two that weeks? That was a week so- ago. <laughs> I, it's, it's an embarrassing amount. Like, I, uh, I hate that I know you guys so well and listen to you as if, like, oh, these are my heroes. It's <laughs> bad. I'm embarrassed to be yes. like I'm excited. Uh, like, uh, yeah, I, I got a problem. So we were like, well, we we, we gotta have you on. Yes, like we gotta for sure. be, you know, the first one's free. And now we're now we're getting our. I <laughs> desperately wanted to be on here, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm uh, I don't like that I'm doing this episode because now when this episode comes out, I'm not gonna be able to listen to. It. <laughs> like that's where I'm at. <laughs> That's so yeah. funny. Oh, oh my God. who is this guest? I hate his voice. <laughs> ah, this guy's so on bad. helium. I don't like it. It's not good. <laughs> I also feel like I'm gonna mess up the dynamic because like no. you're a dirt bag and you're <laughs> not and you're dirt bag and you're not. And I'm so far down the Listen, dirt bag. We spectrum. call it spread <laughs> spreadsheet and wild card on this. Side. Oh, I know. I call it long torso and weird accent. Oh wow, <laughs> that's a deep, that's a deep cut right that there. That is a deep cut. Uh, I told you, I've listened oh, to a lot of Sam, it. Sam Norton with the VWR lore. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking about buying you a puzzle and then you a tinker toy. Like that's <laughs> where I, and bringing them as a thank you. And then I realized I don't make enough money for that. Yeah, fair enough. Um, so as you probably know, uh, whenever we have a guest on, we do like to ask them, what's your relationship to this movie? Like, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Because you chose, it was on your list of movies you wanted to do. Yeah. Oh, by the way, can I tell everybody th- that I had a very long, extensive list? That yes, I did. Yes. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what about this one, and this one, and this one, and this one, and this one? And here's a paragraph about each of them. <laughs> we enjoy a good pitch on this. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Well, I'll, I'll pitch. Until <laughs> I die. Um, yeah, so this, uh, this is like an old like uh, dad and son movie. So right. it's like mm. a, so this is one of my dad's favorites, and we used to watch it a bunch. Uh, but it's also on a personal level, uh, kind of a movie that encapsulates my entire journey up to Canada. Because uh, <laughs> they uh, they're they're traveling. They're trying to go to Chicago. I lived in Chicago for ten years. Right. They get stuck in Wichita, Kansas. That's where I was born and raised. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Yeah. So uh, very. We'll get into it, but very familiar on that front. Uh, and so then you've the, driven that road. Not only driven it, but I've taken a train and a plane and an automobile. Like I've div- I've done all of those. <laughs> And there's like little Easter eggs where I'm like, that's not exactly true, but it's also kind of true. Yeah. Taking, so interesting. Taking the bus from St. Louis, not a Greyhound, but a mega bus up. I've done that trip. I did mushrooms with a guy. Like I've <laughs> I've done this entire movie 100%. That is amazing. Yeah. I'd love to hear that. I can't wait to get into that. But guys, um, if you have not seen this movie, uh, first of all, do it. As yeah, someone, what? it's an hour and a half. I know. Comes I, along. It's I, perfect. I came to this late. Like, I saw this as an adult for the first time. Like, even just the last couple of years, I finally was just like, I, this is this is a black mark on me. Like, that I have not seen this movie. I need to. So this is my second viewing of it. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you've not seen Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, 
Highly recommend. Go check it out. But basically the plot is we've got Neil Page, uh, who's played by Steve Martin, and uh, he's trying to get from New York to Chicago for Thanksgiving. And uh, he's trying to get a cab out, and he trips over this, like, case, this, like, chest that's just in the street. He's he's racing um, he's racing footloose to try and get a cab. Uh, good and Kevin Bacon movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good one to end on. Yeah. People be like, he's in that? Yeah, he yeah. is on that. Yeah, ever so briefly. Doesn't get a cab because some other guy with the case steals it. Ends up getting the airport late. The flight's delayed. Anyway, they get on the plane. And because of weather in Chicago, they are forced to land in Wichita, Kansas. And we, he's sat next to a man, Dell. Uh, Del Griffith, played by John Candy, who is the most annoying you man. You stop. <laughs> so annoying. John Candy, I will not. He is oh. a saint and we will not. Oh, he is a national treasure. Uh, I will not hear a bad word about John Candy on this podcast. Uh, I'm an American. This is Steve Martin's movie. Oh! 100%. <laughs> How? Okay, no, I'm going to let you continue. I'm going to let you continue. We're so, gonna get in this. Um, <laughs> they're waiting for the plane. They figure out that, uh, that John Candy stole his cab and there's kind of a, a thing. Anyway, uh, Del is just a very talkative, loving guy. He chews Steve Martin's ear off in the airplane. Um, then uh, they land in Wichita unscheduled and uh, Dell is like, hey, we're not getting a flight out. I know this hotel. Takes uh, Neil with him. They stay in this crappy hotel. Um, they have to share a bed. They, uh, Dell's a fucking slob with using the towels everywhere. They're they're lying in bed together. Um, the, the, so much. The guy a guy breaks in and steals all their cash, um, so they can't get anywhere because they only have cards. Because it's the 1980s where credit cards can't do everything. Um, <laughs> so I was like, these guys had a phone and a credit card. Game over. Carrying uh, so much cash in this yeah, movie. Seven hundred dollars yeah. cash. How much? Just after he had spent a bunch of money. Yeah. Do you know what that is after inflation? Anyway, yeah. um, uh, so they end up having to. Uh, they're not going to get a flight out in time, so they have hopping in a car, sitting in the back of a pickup truck to the train station. They get on the train. The train breaks down. They have to walk across the field. They get a car rental. I think they get a car rental. I think that's the next mode of transit. Um, Steve Martin gets left out in the cold because the car is not there, so Dell picks him back up again after almost running over him. They drive the wrong way down a highway. The car catches on fire. <laughs> they really are just fucking at each other's throats the whole time. Just you describing it this quick is also funny. Like, the movie's funny, <laughs> but just... Yeah, there just, is a lot of antics. There's yes, a lot of antics. so much antics. The car antics, burns yeah. down. Uh, and Neil's wallet's in the car, the car. so they lose <laughs> all the money. They have to, like, so he has to exchange a watch to see in this another shitty hotel. They kind of like make up. Anyway, and then they finally uh, do get back. They get on a bus at some point, I think, too. They were on a bus, but they, then the bus uh, only goes so far, I believe. Yes. Oh, right. And, and then, then they, they got to get, get in the back of a, a semi-truck. Right, okay, yes. And mm. they, they get all the way back to Chicago in the back of a chicken truck. No, beef truck. And I don't know why that Excuse me. Why did I remember that? Because um, it's the they, Midwest, and we're beef country. We're beef <laughs> <laughs> I think we discovered on an earlier episode there's a big beef versus chicken anyway, and it like beef, which is beef beef yeah, versus chicken beef. beef? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, they get back, and this is the really hard. It's like they're finally gonna make it home for uh, 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 Thanksgiving dinner, and Neil has this revelation that Dell has been talking about his wife, but hasn't really. I I, I don't know what, and he's like. 
he thinks back on all these things, well, I haven't been home in years, and my wife, all these qu- comments he made about his wife, and he realizes that Dell's wife doesn't exist or has passed away many, many years <laughs> doesn't ago. Doesn't exist is a very it's fun very way different. of saying she's dead. <laughs> she, doesn't she doesn't exist. exist. No, or yeah, she or doesn't. never existed. <laughs> That's, she's yeah, a figment yeah. of my imagination. Uh, and he goes back to the train station is like, come with me and my family because you have no you have no home. And it's this. Insane. It's, I, I cried at the end of this. It's so nice. Um, yeah, and I think that's pretty much trains, planes, and automobiles. I've glossed over yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. great bits. There's and so great, many good bits in great this movie. character thing. Yeah. Also, uh, uh, this is as good a place to say this as any. Dive into the deleted scenes because even yes. though that movie is good and tight and works and is perfect, there. I mean, they released one a while back where it's just John Candy smoking a cigarette and eating an eclair at the same time, <laughs> and you're like, funny. it's, it's <laughs> so funny, <laughs> and you're like, you're you're a magic man. Like the yeah. fact that the one, the fact that you can do both those things at the same time is remarkable, and the fact that you can make it look so funny. Like dirt, but dirtbag funny. Like, I don't even think it was a deleted scene. I think it was just them <laughs> yeah. off screen, and he's just like, "All right, what's the next thing?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, just the way that John Candy can smoke a cigarette in this movie. God bless him. But there's just, just so much good physical comedy in this movie. Like even like the I scream laughed through the whole scene of his buddy's cousin coming to pick him up. Oh, the and tobacco? him just going like just. <laughs> Like just making all these like weird fucking noises that <laughs> just keeps cutting back to him. I was losing oh, my fucking and mind. And he spits on his yeah, own hand and then shakes Steve Martin's hand. <laughs> like, oh. That whole scene. I don't, scene, I don't I like that like... you're laughing at Wichita so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally honking into the microphone when we're doing mic check. Just oh. going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Wichita, baby. It made me laugh so fucking hard. Like I know something's good if I'm sitting alone watching a movie. Yeah. And it cuts out my headphones because I've spoken too loudly. Yes. Or even just in that scene, too, Steve Martin leaves his gloves in the office at the beginning and be like, ah, whatever, mm-hmm. I don't need them. And just, like, the dog sitting there <laughs> growling, <laughs> sitting on top of this pair of gloves as he freezes to death in the back of a pickup truck. Like, And then just to cut to them arriving... They're they're all showing their teeth like because they're freezing. They Just cut cartoon. to the dog also showing his teeth. Like, like it, there's so many really good bits in this. Oh man, that every play. scene is its own sketch. Yeah, yes. and and speaking of John Hughes, because we recently just did Sixteen Candles, oh. which nothing in that holds up. Nothing. You're like, oh God, get away! Like ten foot yeah. pole, don't touch that movie. This is largely timeless, I would say. Uh, yes, it's almost, I would say, I can't even, I'm, there might be something, but I would say largely, like, ages perfectly. Yeah, like, as soon as you're like, oh, yeah, okay, you need cash and your credit cards aren't national, fine. Like, that's <laughs> that's the one thing that you have to, like, explain away to yourself. Yeah, Pay but phones, there's, like, nothing. Pay phones, too. That's yeah. But there's, like, nothing, like, really, you know, super offensive. You know what I mean? It's not like that that offensive comedy where you're like, oh, God, what's his name? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh, oh, no. no. Oh, <laughs> no. Ooh, um, this is what they thought of Japanese people. Okay. <laughs> it's just, yeah. So that was kind of nice. And, like, the physical comedy holds up so well. But we must, as is law on this podcast, who is the villain? <laughs> oh, 100% John Candy. <laughs> well, wait, wait, but, okay. So in the movie, it's made to be Steve Martin. Okay. Mm. Steve Martin and like the reason that I thought that like I wanted to bring this is because in the movie he's supposed to be on this like redemptive arc 
of like, he's the villain the whole time, and then he has a change of heart. Like, he's this ice-cold shithead. Okay. And then it comes back that, like, oh, he opened up and then saved John Candy. But John Candy is the worst person ever. And the older I get and the more I watch it, I'm like, this is a terrible person on every front. I oh. So I will fight both of you. I'm so excited because I have the exact opposite opinion yeah. on this. Ugh. And I, let's dive in. Yeah, because I, I, I'm going to agree. So my take on it is I do think that the movie believes that John Candy is the villain because like in the, in the sense of like, he's the guy who's the obstacle, right? Like, like if not for John Candy's character, uh, Steve Martin would have caught the cab. If not, you know, a lot of the things that he does cause Steve Martin's situation. But they to don't be result worse. in any problems, actually. Ex exactly. And here is my working thesis for this, which is inside you are two wolves. There is a Neil oh, wow. There is a there is a there is a Neil there is a Neil Page Steve Martin and there is a John Candy uh Del Griffith. And uh the way that we react to one there's the way that we react to things in the real world, and that is our Steve Martin, and there is the way that we wish we would react to things, and that is our John Candy. Oh, that's interesting. I wrote down uh, there is a difference between a buffoon and an asshole. Ooh. <laughs> and in my opinion, John Candy is a buffoon, and Steve Martin is a fucking asshole. And <laughs> I will go Super Saiyan. Let's this go, is, go. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Yes, yes. Before we get into it, before we get into it, I do have to admit, I, I have to, I have to get this off my shoulders. I hate, as a kid, I always liked John Candy because, yes, he mm -hmm. looks like a buffoon, but the more you watch this as an adult, I know you're not an adult. Once you watch this as an adult, <laughs> Rebecca, you know what? Realize. I'm going to say anyone who's listened to as many Heroes and Villains of the Week as you have, uh, that's a fair statement. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca's had three I lost something stories in the last week. It's like three months. Yeah. And I relate with nobody more on this podcast <laughs> than Rebecca. But just like me uh, shitting on you, uh, my... Uh, the thing that I hate to admit is that uh, uh, so Steve Martin's character is the person that I want to be. He has no bad character flaws, even though it is presented that he does. Please tell me, other than he plays with his balls a lot, which is said in the thing. And never shown. And never shown. <laughs> exactly. They never could show it. Could be slander. Which could be slander. It could be slander. And I say it will. All right. I, I'm, I'm just, I have so many things to say. All right. So we'll, we'll go back to Steve Bart. But my thing about John Candy is I, I don't like him, but the bigger thing that I don't like about him is he... I fear that that's how people see me. Oh. Like, I kind of don't like him because he reminds me of the worst qualities that I that live inside of you. So, like, your wolf, I think he is the bad wolf that everybody sh might Shouldn't feed. Shouldn't feed. And here, all right. <laughs> okay. Del, all right. <laughs> My I'm opening a, thesis. <laughs> Neil, Neil is very patient. He's very polite. He, he, is. he pays for everything. He doesn't he does. go. He goes off on him once and then immediately apologizes. Like he's a family man. They never show that he's bad to his bosses, his coworkers, anybody around him. The only person that he loses it on is like the counter lady. But after which he shouldn't have done. And I'm gonna go on a big rant about that. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> I listen. I I yes, I agree. You shouldn't 
uh, do that to service industry people. But after spending all of that time and having the week that he's had, mm. it's like, what What do you want? He should. It's either he says that many fucks to that lady or he punches Griffith. <laughs> That's what yes, he should have done. Yes, but that is what he should have done. Okay, well, is, then there you go. <laughs> but I I'm also not going to... I am going to say here, and I'm not going to fault a man a mistake, one mistake, after all that. After everything he's been through. After 100%. everything he's been through. Because let me tell you, as a guy who nothing stresses me out more than travel... This movie, okay. this well, movie is like some low-level anxiety where I'm just like, yep, that so could happen. I re- okay, so because we have such different opinions, yeah. I want to just start dissecting a few scenes here and going through Please. and telling you where I think Steve is a fucking asshole and where I find John Kennedy's character very redeemable. Okay, so number one, him trying to get a cab. So there's this whole cab scene, whatever. Um, he's cha- he, Him and Kevin Bacon are running after a cab. I would make the argument, Kevin saw it first, so you can go fuck yourself, Steve. I don't care. Okay. You're running through the streets of New York. I feel like, does he not see it first? I feel like he sees they it They both first. see it at the same time. And Steve's they on the him. right side. He's on the correct side of the street, though, isn't he? Who gives a fuck? Whoever gets there first. These are, they, we're in the streets. Okay. Yeah. We're, in New we're, York. we're in the streets. I'm, I'll call that as a fair competition. That's a fair competition. Okay. Secondarily, um, him trying to buy that cab off that lawyer is... One of the dumbest things I've ever watched on the planet. Firstly, because if I'm that cab driver, I just stick my head out and go, give me the 50, get in the cab. (laughs) Argument over. Secondarily, I don't think uh, John Candy's character noticed he was stealing a cab. I don't think he, I I didn't even think legally he was stealing a cab. I don't think that was. Well, I don't think there is a legal definition of stealing a cab. I think there's just. There's convention for sure, and and good. Well, then decency. fuck convention. I don't give a fuck. Okay. In social court, if you see two men standing with an open door at a cab, you would have to assume, hey, and say door wasn't open a, yet. It was open. It was sitting. The it guy was. opens was it? it. Yes. Yeah, they open the door and, and he like, hops in. Mm, mm. And he hops in on the street like a psychopath. No, who doesn't it. go curbside hopping? I do that hopping. so fast. But in the defense of that. So I, he loaded I, it all up himself. The cab driver didn't help him at all. The and cab get out driver and helped got him. out. Yes, and helped, and helped him, him with in. his own fucking bag. So it was his cab I at that care. point. The doors open on the curbside. Secondarily, <laughs> ridiculous. No, I will take Kevin Bacon. And if I if you I will see take Kevin if you see someone standing at a cab with the door open, you don't just hop in and go see you later, bitch. Yeah, if you're having a big discussion, fuck yeah, it's rush hour. We don't have time for this shit. Get in it or don't. Fuck off. Okay. Then that's Whoa. the lawyer's fault. That's not Steve Martin. Steve Martin's trying to but get I home would, to his family. But I, no, but I, I'm Where's not John saying, Candy listen, going in a hurry? All I'm saying is that's it's not... <laughs> Firstly... Why does he need a cab? He could walk his fat ass to the airport. He doesn't need a cab. Secondarily, anytime anybody has ever made me late and then the thing I'm late for is either canceled or a problem or it's been moved... I don't care if that person's made me late anymore. Yeah, true. Quite frankly, if I show up and my flight is fucking canceled or moved or whatever, and somebody I think stole my cab or was a problem for me or whatever, and then the first thing they do is offer to like buy me a beverage, buy me a hot dog, whatever, all this kind of stuff. It is now you holding on to your own anger for no reason. I would agree. And and what I want to point out about this scene is in defense of Dell. Which is that I don't think he did realize that he stole a guy's cap. Whether or not social conventions, whatever, have broken (laughs) down, doesn't matter. But I think as soon as he's made aware of it, uh, right, in that moment, he immediately is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. 
and basically latches onto this man because he's like, oh, I need to make it up to you in some way. I don't like, yeah, man. Someone asking, offering to buy me a hot dog or a beer at an airport. Like that would just like, put a smile. I'd, I'd be like, like yeah, oh, man. you don't have to do that, but work chill, dude. Like this guy's just holding on to it because he's mad that he's not there. But it wouldn't have made any difference at all, all in got his there day. At the same time, it wouldn't have made any difference at all. It's like it's kind of like you know that thing where you're like driving and like everyone pulls over for an ambulance, and then like there's that one car that like races behind the ambulance yeah. to get ahead of traffic, and then you get to the stoplight and like you're all there with. In like five minutes of each other, you're like, yeah, good for you, buddy. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't fucking matter. We all got to the place at the same time. Keep going. Keep going. Because <laughs> I, I think I think you're building up my argument. So keep going. <laughs> I think you're building I up my so argument. I am so goddamn cocky right now. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, okay, so he talks too much on an airplane. I'm sorry. It's like that's the thing. That's the thing is I love about this man. He makes a mistake, he corrects it. He's friendly, he's resourceful, he's he shares I make friends on airplanes. He shares All resources. When he gets to <laughs> when he gets to Wichita, he's like, "Hey, <laughs> Just so you know, buddy, friend, pal, guy, seatmate, guy we bonded with, you're not going to be able to get a hotel. I've got a line on one. I'm going to help you out. Like we all, we all in that situation want to be the person who has resources and uses those to help other people. That's what I mean. They're two ideals. I think I completely understand how Neil is frustrated and angry and snapping at people and mad. But I also just want to be... Dell in that situation and being like, I can make this all work for us. We got to keep going until we get to the scene. Just keep going. <laughs> keep making because there's one. What's, what's the scene? There's what's one the scene, scene and, and it's the and it's the part where it's supposed to make Steve Martin look like the worst. Just okay. When he tears into Neil Griffith in the first hotel in the hotel where right? they sleep. Yeah. It's very funny to me, that it, mainly because I feel like that's my personality, is just going like, I've had enough of you, now I'm going to tell you exactly what I think of you <laughs> to your face, right? I love that part because nobody ever does that, right? And he, uh, I want to try to get, I want to try to get to what he actually says. He's like, uh, you're like a chatty Cathy doll, uh, but uh, that pulls its own string on the front, just ah, 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 because you just talk, it's anecdotes, it goes nowhere, which is a villainous thing to do to begin with as comedians. How many times have you oh, even yeah. stuck with somebody going like, oh, you're a comedian? Ah, and then they start telling a story that goes nowhere. I literally... Uh, I think I've told you this. Whenever someone starts talking way too much and the, the story goes nowhere and I'm bored, I'll yell out bored and fall on the ground just to get them to stop. <laughs> In the middle of their story, they're like, yeah, so I got a tire and I was kicking it and it didn't fit. And I'm just go, bored! And I'll lay down <laughs> because I don't want to waste time. That's a move. That's so aggressive. <laughs> I get that I'm an asshole to that person, but I, hopefully you're teaching them a lesson. And I think that Steve is doing the same thing of like, mm. dude, no, no. The thing is, is like in that moment, uh, Dell is supposed to be like, oh, he's very friendly. And it's like, no, everybody else that deals with him is friendly because nobody's ever been like, hey, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, I mm. don't want to talk to you. Why do I have to? It's, it's I just feel like somebody that's getting this many favors from people is probably yes. got a good report no. with them. <laughs> so on this podcast, I love this. On love this, this podcast, you you two <laughs> oh, have said oh, multiple oh, times. Oh, 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 oh no! 
Oh, this is my super worst fantasy. nightmare. Yeah. This, this is, is my, my worst nightmare. nightmare. Oh, you came with really? receipts? Getting no. hoisted by our own he's petard over here. I can't. A, he's got fl- can't say that word anymore. Sam's got... <laughs> you ass. Sam, Sam's got fucking footnotes here. Jesus. You two have said that on this podcast that the villain will always be the hypocrite. And Del Griffith oh. is a hypocrite. Because dude, in that damn, scene, dude. when he goes, I'm the, I'm the genuine article. What you see is what you get. Yet this man lies, cheats, and steals his way through this entire movie. He is like, oh, we're sitting on 100 bucks because of my good idea. He sold shower curtain rings to 15-year-old girls going like, oh, these make you look older. Not only is that just a scam, it's also kind of creepy going like, yeah. oh, you could, could look at like 21. Like, don't be, sh- they're wearing shower curtain rings for earrings. <laughs> they're going to get bullied. And then not only that, but he like steals Neil. Uh, he steals Neil's like credit card and's like, "Oh, it's gonna pay you." But everything is he. He just keeps playing the victim, which is the worst thing. When there's a bad guy going like, "Oh gosh, golly, I was gonna do the right thing." Like, yeah, but you did the wrong thing. So there's no good thing coming back. Yeah. Damn, dude. He is a goddamn hypocrite. That's just all of his. And and he travels for a living, so everybody that likes him doesn't spend time with them. They just have these like little pillow moments with him of like, oh, he's a fun guy, but the minute that you fucking wipe your face with his underwear, he's the worst person in the world. He has no, like, he, so uh, uh, Neil Page is at least aware of his, like, surroundings, which is why he's he's a reflection of the rest of us, of kind of, like, sheepish and kind of standoffish, and uh, but he wants to get back to his family where he feels comfortable. Del Griffith latches onto people until they all go away. And I'm, I bet that his wife committed suicide to escape him. (laughs) (laughs) Now what do you got to say? He is the hypocrite. You're not wrong there. (laughs) No, you made several good points back to back. (laughs) And another, I know this goes against my own argument here, but trying to take your jacket off while driving <laughs> is pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty... And if if you get stuck with your hands behind your back while driving a car, y- you wake up your passenger to grab the wheel. That's right? all I kept thinking the entire time. Not to grab the wheel, to fucking pull the thing out. <laughs> yeah. Pull my sleeve out. <laughs> and then driving the wrong yeah. way on the, the highway yeah. is... Uh, the I, only I just you don't say, do it is to be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I fucking love that in this movie, which is otherwise very much like realistic and grounded, when they are driving in between the two transport trucks, (laughs) there's a brief thing where they superimpose skeletons skeletons over top of them. And I was like, yeah, uh, like weirdly enough, that is so realistic because (laughs) I've been on comedy road trips where I was just like, yeah, man, we all saw a dead version of ourselves. And like, <laughs> like there's a, a multiverse where I'm dead in a ditch on the 401 uh, in, at Kingston. Like, Dude, I canceled the gig last night. Yes. <laughs> I was like, nah, man. Because I was supposed it's- to go into Orangeville. We had a... We had a blizzard that featured thunder and lightning. I was like, it was wild. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not going. I'm not going out for that, man. I just, I'm not risking it oh, for that no. biscuit. That f- that first time where you get back from a gig and you, you know, you're exhausted, you sleep in and mm-hmm. you wake up the next morning and you say to yourself, 
what the fuck did I just do? <laughs> yeah, 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 never again, never again. <laughs> you have that come to Jesus moment where you're like, we drove eight hours in a snowstorm for $150. In a trip that should have taken 30 minutes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like, why didn't we stay? Why didn't we get the hotel? Why didn't we, like, just, and you go, yeah, it's a real come to Jesus moment. Yeah. I like in that so, scene that uh, uh, the skeleton scene when they get off and they're like oh. plucking their fingers out of like the dashboard. Sorry, yeah. I spot them. No, out. no, it's and it's great and it's one of those things fun little just, details. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The other scene that got me was when the car is burned and they're driving it down the highway. They get pulled <laughs> over and the guy, it's just the cops like, "Do you think this vehicle is fit to drive on the highway?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah." yeah, yeah. Uh, but you have no rear view mirrors? He goes, no. <laughs> like, and no working gauges. He's like, not a one. <laughs> but the radio still works. Which... And I'm like, I've been in comedians' cars like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like this, this whole movie is like PTSD for a, a comic oh, who's been on the road. Yeah, yeah, definitely. There have been some moments where I've gotten out of a car and been like, well, I am never calling that person again. <laughs> <Sweet> <laughs> baby Jesus. We were on two wheels for some of that. <laughs> Fuck. Anyway, yeah, comedians are fucked. Uh, <laughs> okay, I want to defend him stealing the credit card. Sure, let's see this. Um, High wire act. <laughs> it's he, the credit card company's money. <laughs> well, <laughs> it is a it is a gasoline card. Yeah, like I well, firstly, I just think um, well, maybe I'm gonna defend it because I think I do the same thing. Um, absolutely, I would. I am stranded. Uh, someone has stolen all of my cash, and I have no working nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna take one of your cards. Yep. Mm. If I like convince myself, like I'm like, yep, I'll make sure I pay him back. Honestly, fuck it. Even if I don't pay him back, okay, you're in survival mode at that point. Okay, you take one of these guy that's traveling from his nice job in New York to go see his fucking. Fa- Did you see that home? Yeah. yeah. You see that home? Is that I'm stealing same? that guy's card every time. Is I'm that stealing that guy's card every time. Fuck I've it. actually driven past it. Oh, really? yeah, 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 that's the Home Alone home, too. It oh. is. I was going to ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, it, I was like, this looks like the Home Alone I was like, I this recognize this foyer. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, like, I think I, I have, honestly, I don't think that's a big deal at all. I think if you're mm. stranded, you're fucked, you're stuck, you've got no resources, yeah, I'm going to steal your it's, card. It is. I'm especially going to steal the card from somebody that's just up and down insulting me like three times. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. But that doesn't mean that he's not the villain. No, I'm honestly, you're pulling me. <laughs> I feel myself being pulled over. I'm going to keep defending my point. Dell, but... <laughs> Dell does everything wrong, and Neil Neil just is is looked at like, ah, uh, oh, this guy's a curmudgeon. It's like, yeah. Well, no, there's but no reason for me, he shouldn't be. When I look at Neil, at no point does he ever accept any responsibilities for his problems. It's always, it's because somebody did this, or it's because you stole my cab, or it's because this guy took two hours. All you have to do is either A, speak up, okay? Like, if you're mad, this meeting's taking two hours. Like, I get that that's your boss. But, like, we've got, I've got a hard out say that okay you get whatever he trips over the fucking like it's just like this man it doesn't seem because your argument is is that he's always aware of his surroundings in my opinion this man is never fucking aware of his surroundings he walks around and is not i don't know he doesn't seem to have any forethought of traveling or like that the hotels are going to be booked up or that everything's going to get pushed back or that (laughs) 
<laughs> or that, like, he just kind of keeps seeming to fall into the same problems because he's kind of the same thing in that he doesn't really seem to take any responsibility for his own fucking actions and his own predicament. What? He's constantly <laughs> accepting the help of this man that he's mad at, but he kill still keeps taking the help. Why do I feel like this is a personal attack? <laughs> <laughs> Like, I feel like, like it's I'm getting personal like, for the both of us. I'm like, I'm like, you're right, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, there's some things I could do. Uh, that scene where he throws the ticket away and then goes back and then all the fucks. Like, yeah, like it's just he like did he throw, kind of... And I've done that before. Yeah, yeah like he and, just doesn't yeah. accept that he does some of this stuff to himself. Like a lot of this stuff is just kind of either coincidence or happens. Like there's stuff that I walk around with and something happens to me and I'm like, Life is chaos. We're all atoms bumping into each other. Like, fuck it. You just keep going on your day. But this guy ruminates, goes like, oh, like, I'm in this predicament because of this. And it's like, well, how far are you going to go back, man? <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, what, you didn't eat the right thing at breakfast and now your whole day's fine? I don't know what it is. Yeah. The So, like, the, and, and a lot of the things aren't their fault, right? A lot of the things aren't their fault. Like, the, the snowstorm is not the fault of anybody in this movie, right? Like, Weather sucks, Chicago, Windy City, we cancel flights all the time. Um, it's not their fault that the train breaks down. Like, that's all just bad luck. But it's kind of, you're right, like, how do you roll with it is a thing. But I will say that there is a certain level of villainy. And again, I'm going against my own point here. Whereas <laughs> if you are a- Sam's pulling you yeah, over, I'm telling you. Sam's pulling me over. Where if it's you irresistible, are, you're making great arguments. Where <laughs> if you are a traveling salesman, you are- on the road all the time. Don't even have a home as we as we yeah, later yeah. learn. And you have a trunk that you're hauling around <laughs> that takes two people to carry. Also, 90% <laughs> of it is a pillow. When yeah. he pulls the pillow out, you look in the trunk, there's not a lot in there. It's just mostly pillow. That's and that can be squished down. You know <laughs> exactly. what I mean? That's a very common Yeah, that's a that's a right. like do you ever see the um uh oh what's that one movie? Anna Kendrick and uh um where he lays off the people. Um uh fuck anyway. Pitch perfect. But, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, and he's like, he's like tra traveling with her. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, no, no. And he takes her to the store and buys her a wheelie suitcase. He's like, this is how you fucking travel. Um, and now I can't think of his name either. The world's most famous actor. Oh, uh, I think you're it's up in the Ge air. George Clooney, George right? Clooney, yeah. up in the air, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, but there's a scene where he's like, this is how you travel on an airplane. Yeah. It's like, throw up that suitcase, <laughs> buy a wheelie suitcase, everything is carry on. Here yeah. we go. And like the fact that Dell does not know that because he's not a traveling salesman, he's a he's a con artist, he's a snake oil salesman. He carries <laughs> around, <laughs> he has a little flip book of shower curtain rings, like anybody else would be like, you don't need an elixir for your psoriasis, but it's shower curtain rings. <sighs> I find it very charming. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to teach you some streetwise and tell you to stay away from people like Dell because they'll steal your credit card. The people yeah. always have the answers. It's only it's only a good like think. All right, so you, I know, uh, I knew I was going to get some pushback <laughs> on Rebecca. No, I just, I knew that defending Neil, who's an elite to Rebecca, would be asinine because you and I want to eat the rich. But uh, yeah. Neil is the good An elite guy. to Rebecca is so funny. <laughs> 
We, like not to general society, yeah. but to this fucking hillbilly, I gotta tell you. But this is this we're is both also, white trash. We don't like true. people with money. <laughs> this true. is also, yes. I will say, nineteen eighties middle class is what this is. This is also this is also like movie middle class, right? Where we like we go to an upper class neighborhood, but we say this is a middle class house. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like he's doing pretty good. He's, he's a, a he votes for Reagan. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Eighty eight. Yeah, and uh, I don't think Dell voted. No. So no. who's wrong? now. I don't think he can. <laughs> Dell of no fixed address. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you really are swaying me. Because, like, I'm going to go back to the thing. It's like, it, I just wanted to, like, focus on, like, vibes for a minute. <laughs> wow. The this most is going to be a great. Wow. Well, no, because spreadsheets having some emotion. <laughs> because you I do... turned him into a crystal boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've thrown off the whole dynamic Am- of this podcast. Amethyst oh my God. is good for electricity. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's what I know. I keep a lot of salt in my house. Anyway, uh, more for seasoning. Um, no, because like I, I, I really do think like, and it's possible it's because he's a con man. <laughs> <laughs> but Dell approaches everything with positivity. Right, he's trying to solve the problems all the time. He's he he is. If you look at the things that happen to them that aren't of their own making, you know, driving the wrong way down a highway, um, all that, like snowstorms, trains breaking down. His attitude is the attitude that I think we all aspire to have, which is positivity and friendliness and all the rest. And I think Neil's is the reaction that we all do have, which is swearing, <laughs> swearing, not quite that extreme, but like swearing at the 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 uh, car rental lady, you know? Like the 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 frustration, the exact, like the breakdown of your psyche when you're faced with like, um, you know, a, a hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. Did you know, the side note, did you know that the that scene where he swears so much, that almost got him a NC-17 rating? And really? They had, to, they had to fight for, or maybe it was our NC-17, but they had to fight to be like, no, it's a PG-13 movie, it just says fuck a lot in one scene. <laughs> and the, the reason it they really did it. It really is just that one scene. And they cut it They cut it out in like TBS, like growing Obviously, up. They, yeah, uh, yeah. I love when they, <laughs> you just cut, they cut the they whole just scene cut, out. Yeah, they just cut That's it out. That's so interesting. My favorite one, and I've said this a few times on this podcast, it's just my favorite. Every time I see it, it makes me laugh so hard. Anytime the Matrix was on cable, instead of saying um, when he's in that scene uh, with Agent Smith and he's, they're about to bug him, and he's like, uh, how about I give you the finger? And they would oh. always change it to, how about I give you the flipper? <laughs> and it made me laugh so fucking hard every time because what in Lord's name is offensive about, how about I give you the finger? Did they still <laughs> show the finger? I can't remember because that's probably the offensive. Yeah, part, like I seeing. feel like they, or maybe they cut or whatever, but making it the flipper, fuck, dude, I've never heard anybody There's say some, that in my whole life. I, I feel like that's a thing we're gonna miss about the age of streaming is is kids today. Kids today <laughs> kids are gonna miss <laughs> are gonna miss out on some absolutely gems of. Uh, of overdubs for swear oh, words. Oh yeah. Oh, some of the- Captain Falcon. <laughs> There's that one. That old classic. <laughs> right, like the that one is even better. Afternoon edits of some of these things were just oh. Oh uh, no no. And mm. it's like a a different person with from with a different regional accent. <laughs> 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 Yippee Captain Falcon. 
Is that guy Croatian? <laughs> 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 we do an ADR in Croatian. All right, all right. Um, uh, I I just want to sneak this. In. I did this. Uh, I just want to go back to uh, Neil being uh, not only the hero but also the victim. Okay, yes. Because I did math. Oh, okay. Oh. I, did, I did math. For we the love podcast. when somebody does math. Spreadsheets listening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spreadsheets. This uh, I knew I'd get on your good side because there's spreadsheet uh-huh. math, and then this is how to get on your side of like imagine this happening to you, the scam ah, artist all right, taking okay. this money. I know that Neil has the money to do it, but okay. just think about how much Dell took out of his money. All right. Uh, so again. <laughs> Uh, Neil lost money. You're, you're going to be like, oh, he didn't have to spend that. Just hear me out, all right? Okay. $75 to the lawyer cab uh, that yeah. Dell stole, all right? Then it was $170 while he was chasing that cab down. He broke his briefcase. I just found a <laughs> nice leather briefcase, right? Uh, $170. <laughs> <laughs> he he has an itemized list here on his phone. Oh yeah, is, I watched it is... with an eagle eye, going like, "All right, there's cha-ching, cha-ching, All cha-ching. Right, this just, is how much keep, money." Keep yeah, going yeah. through it. We're not even going to interrupt you. No, All right, uh, five hundred dollar first class flight to New York to Wichita. Uh, arguably, that's only for the thing, but he spent that much money. This is how much money he spent on the trip. Uh, Sixty dollars for na- novelty cab fare in Wichita, going to the ho- hotel from the airport. There's not a lot around, so he had to go. Uh, Hundred dollar uh, for the dirt mode. Hotel, uh, $700 stolen from Dusty Atterbury, a guy I went to high school with, that little thief. He looked exactly like, I'm pretty sure that was Dusty Atterbury. Uh, $216. Uh, yeah, that Wichita scene, I was like, yeah, I kind of know these people. Uh, $260 for two Amtrak tickets from Wichita, Chicago, stops off in St. Louis. $80 megabus tickets from Kansas City, or from St. Louis. Are these uh, 80s prices? These are today's prices, so I adjusted okay. for inflation. Uh, oh. Like what it would be now, all right? Uh, $300 uh, okay. rental car from, uh, t- from St. Louis, which he almost spent... Uh, all that money for a cab. That's how much this man loves his family, that he was willing to pay for a cab from St. Louis to Chicago. You're trying to call him a villain. Uh, I'm just calling him a rich bitch. $13,000 for a burnt-up rental car. I know it was like a crap, but it's probably around $13,000, maybe even more, because it burnt up. It was on Mm -hmm. his card. They do make you pay for it. And then they make you pay for it. I know, they make you pay for this. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> very funny. Always, always get the insurance on it. Uh, 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 what, what did I have here? Uh, $200 for a hell of a nice watch, plus the $17 right. he gave to him at the hotel. Then $100 for miscellaneous meals that he kept paying for, that, uh, that uh, Griff didn't pay for. Uh, coming to a grand... T- oh, and then uh, Chicago Fair, I'm sure he had to pay because uh, Griffith was just sitting there, sad in the train station. He had to pay eight bucks for him to get onto the uh, train to go all the way up north. Uh, coming to a grand total, I think, of around $15,662 within three mm. days that this man cost him. It Vaguely. Now, was it all his fault? No, but... I mean, a big part of that was the car. That yeah. He, that he, it, it was his fault that he put it on his card. Mm-hmm. It was his fault that they turned around, and it was his fault that it burnt up in every facet. <laughs> the man's, yeah. it was $15,000. You know how many shower curtain rings he would have to yeah. sell to pay him back? $15,000. And then he gave him a free Thanksgiving meal. What a, what a nice man to bring that psychopath into his Thanksgiving... And you're okay. So here's the thing. You're right. Here's the thing. You're, you're right. 
<laughs> because there are there are there are people there are comedians who uh, I are nice people are are jovial people, but they bring a certain chaos to their decisions. All right, now I'm feeling personal. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Where and this this is where Rebecca gets brought back into the fold. Where I uh, I will not do road gigs with them anymore. Uh, like it is just like a. It's nothing personal. It's nothing thing. But it's like your bad judgment has gotten me in trouble so many times. And the only common element is you. You know, <laughs> like that's the thing. Yeah. Like shit went wrong on our like weather, whatever. Nobody's responsible for that. But the decisions you make along the way, I'm just like, oh, it, it made everything worse. I'm I got to flip, man. I got to. Nah, I don't think so. I think this guy said yes through the whole thing. Yes, I want to go to that hotel with you. Yes, I'm going to pay for the cab. Yes, I'm going to do this. Yes, I'm going to do that. I, I, I so think he sounds like a really good guy to me. Nah, I don't think so. Because I think he he's... recognized uh, a, just a depressed, sad man. Yeah. That, I don't I, think I, so. I will say that it's a really heartwarming scene when they're getting off the train and they have to walk through the farmer's field and Dell's like dragging that chest by himself. And like he just yeah. walks up and picks it up from behind him, and they don't say anything. They just look at each other and they go, "All right, here we go." You I'm know? telling you, they—I don't know how they make it seem like Steve Martin's character is like this bad guy. And I'm like, <laughs> at every turn, he's, he's nah, quite a sweetheart. I don't <laughs> think so. You're right, incredibly patient. It, it, um, with here's here's my thing with Steve Martin's character is like. Does he say the wrong things? Yeah. But does mm. when push comes to shove, he does the right thing every step of the way. Whereas uh, Del Griffith is the exact opposite, and that's the way I live my life, is that no matter what you say, not no matter what, but in general, when I meet somebody, if they say the wrong thing or they're you know, slightly naive or ignorant, I can look past that when I see how their heart is displayed in action. Mm. And that is why... It, like rewatching this as an adult, I look at Dell and I'm like, "You're kind of a bad person." Like you say the right <laughs> thing so people like you, but it, when it when push comes to shove, he doesn't do the right thing at any at any point. Huh? I mean, yeah, I would argue there's a little bit of a Mrs. Doubtfire energy. <laughs> like I, uh, I mean, I'm not gonna say you've a hundred percent convinced me, but I'm way closer to the center than I started. That yeah. is certain. And I, I mean, I think you had some great points, man. I can't. Uh. We we've also discussed this previously on the podcast, which is John Candy as an actor is so fucking charming. That yes. is true, yes. That he will gloss over a bunch of bad character flaws. So I think like a good, like, you know, like smoking and eating the eclair, you know, you hire anybody else to do that. And that's going to be like, what a fucking gross, like, what are you doing? But he sells it. So what's your pitch on casting that's going to make us see things the way we see Dell? Who do you cast in this where it be, their performance would make it crystal fucking clear that Dell is the villain in this? Oh, he's just like a Seth Rogen, somebody that you just don't like to begin with. <laughs> oh, I think yeah. you just switch them. Oh. Oh, and Steve Martin's kind of like the yeah. jerk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you just switch them. And You're it right. changes the tone. Yeah, but then it's not fun to watch. You kind of oh, need John no, yeah. Candy to be so no, likable. of course. But I'm saying if you want to see it from the other perspective, because if we're watching him be an asshole, it's not as fun to watch, of course. Yeah, okay, yeah, if yeah. you have that perspective. But if that's your point, just flip him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, Steve Martin using up all the towels. Steve Martin 
you know, driving the wrong way down. And you're like, you, you'd be like, fuck this guy yes. immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You'd be like, poor John Candy. Why Somebody he- give this man a hug and get him home to his loving wife. Please. Kevin, Kevin Bacon should have killed Steve Martin in the first scene. <laughs> oh, actually, if you did Kevin Bacon instead of uh, uh, John Candy, that becomes like cold and calculated yeah. at that point. Like those mm. dead, dead <laughs> Kevin Bacon eyes. <laughs> you keep. <laughs> I've never thought that about Kevin Bacon in my life. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. It's because he's got Farrah Fawcett hair in that movie. We were oh, like, yeah. Hey. I just don't get. I don't get Kevin Bacon. But I don't get it. I don't know. You don't get Kevin Bacon? No, I don't. Like as a person? <laughs> no, like I know he exists. Oh, like okay. I understand that he's like I out there. Like I don't I just believe don't... in Kevin Bacon. Like I don't believe in Santa. <laughs> <laughs> All this AI generated stuff. That's nah, been Kevin Bacon. he's not real. <laughs> no, I just like I don't. When I see him in movies or on screen, I'm like, I don't know what made him popular. I don't get it. Footloose. Mm. No, but like I wa- I've watched Footloose and I think it's 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 bad and it's uh, I also don't find him attractive at all. I don't understand why he's a lead. I don't it's know just a miss for why. You is well, is. yeah, I just don't know why. When they're like, oh my god, look at that new kid in school. I'm like that old man. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're young in this and you still look old. Yeah, yeah you like know, it's, it's just yeah. I don't know. It's not for me. Not to not to yum know. anyone's yuck or what yuck it. <laughs> yeah, don't yum a yuck. Don't yucky yum. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I'm turning into Adele right now. I'm just talking for the sake of talking. Okay. No well, that that's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, would anyone like to say any final statements? I think I've said anything, everything I want to say. I'm, I'm, I've been swayed. I think. I yeah. I. Uh. I mean, separately, can I just say how accurate it was travel-wise? Uh, oh watching, yeah. Yeah, like Wichita, the characters in it. So like the redneck and then the cab guy. That is kind of Wichita, where it's just mm-hmm. like these are characters that definitely hate gay people. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, it's Wichita. And then when they go, uh, when they take the train, uh, and they were like, oh, a train doesn't run out of... Uh, I was wondering that. It's Stubbsville. <laughs> it's actually not Stubbsville. It's uh, Andover. Uh, but it's it's also, like, that far away. It's like a 40-minute drive. Yeah. It's and like, it, yeah, it's very true, because I've rode that train multiple times. But everyone's got to, like, cab out to the train station sort of thing. Uh, no, you got to drive. You can, there's no cabs that go out there. <laughs> what? Yeah. This so is... what do you what do you do if you can't drive? You don't take the train. <laughs> <laughs> this this I this is my final thought of this. The true villain of this movie is a lack of investment in uh, <laughs> adequate public transportation <laughs> in the United States. Any flight over three hours or under three hours shouldn't be a flight, baby. That should be high-speed rail. I'm saying it. Also, in the 80s, you could get a meal from New York to Chicago on the flight? Yeah, how long is that flight? That's not that long. Not a meal long, I didn't think. No. Man, the 80s were great. (laughs) The 80s were great. I did kind of lose it uh, just because it was such a fun. To me, I'm like just such a simple. Th- My wife's been dead for eight years. <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh so hard <laughs> just because it sounds <laughs> like something you hear in a horror movie. Like yeah. My <laughs> wife's been dead for eight years. It, it, it's like, the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah, he takes like, he takes them back to Thanksgiving and then he murders his whole family. So <laughs> fucking hard. I would say the, the only chest thing is for bones. If I could change one thing about this movie. <laughs> 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 that's 
why the pillow's on there to yeah, suppress the, the sound bones. of clanking bones. <laughs> my, <laughs> my musical bones. <laughs> they jingle as I walk. I Jesus Christ. Until I my neck until I, I force my next victim to carry it to their house. <laughs> Holy fuck. I'm totally on board with rewriting this reboot of this movie. There's actually a podcast for that. We should. <laughs> There's a podcast for that. We should do that. Rewrite plain. Well, it's actually more for rom coms. I don't think I would qualify this. I call as this a, as a bro com. It. Do- oh, yeah. 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 It's it about does. their relationship. Them getting to know it's each other. It's about their friendship. Starts with hate and yeah, blossoms. Should do and this. Stuff. Yeah. As a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> call it the Bone Man. The Bone. Boner town. Sorry, you were making a point before I talked I, about No, that. I can't even remember, dude. It's gone. It's gone in the wind. All I'm picturing now is because there's, you know, there's like, I think there's a channel where they redo trailers to yeah, make yeah, them yeah, horror. Yeah. You could redo this one so fucking easy. I'm yeah. sure it's already out there, actually. Now Probably. That I'm even yeah. talking about it. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, guys, well, it feels like now we're at our natural conclusion. <laughs> uh, so it is time to uh, rank our villain. <laughs> or villains or whoever the fuck you want to rank. <laughs> um, I, for my, um, for my, well, I'm actually, I am ranking John Candy's character. Um, and I've got different weird modes of transportation that I've taken. Um, I, from uh, being called a nerd on a Vespa uh, to uh, sitting in the aisle of a Greyhound for a full trip from Toronto to Ottawa. I am going to give John Candy a riding in the middle seat as an adult. Ooh. Okay. Because uh, yeah. if anything, he's just making you feel like a kid again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sam, what do you got? Uh, I'm rating Dale uh, as uh, I- iconic transportation scales. Okay. Uh, so on a scale from Thomas the Train Engine Ooh, I like to it. Lightning McQueen. Nice. He is a uh, he is a full hard Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> just a <laughs> just a gigantic d- disaster that makes Ooh. you want to jump over the edge and hit a propeller. Fuck, dude. Yep. Uh, I have actually a very simple scale. So uh, I think we are all thinking transportation. Yeah, I don't cars. know why. Why? Uh, why? Ooh, <laughs> uh, so on uh, a scale from a canoe to a Concorde. Uh, I'm going to give Dell uh, a high-speed rail. Uh, it's the ideal, but none of us are actually like that. <laughs> Explain. What? <laughs> oh, we should, all, we should have high-speed rail everywhere, but nobody actually does because it's expensive. Wait, and, we and don't... Oh, there isn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, Toronto, you should be able to get to Toronto and Montreal in, like... I feel hour. like yeah, our whole population is yeah. on that border. Yeah, that's anyway. it's so and like dumb. New York to to Chicago should be like like that, but but airline companies uh, lobby to shut down rail. Yeah, and let's get into thing. it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, let's get. Can we get into a quick half hour discussion? It's, it's faster, more reliable, and uh, and more environmentally friendly. But we don't do it anyway. I was on one in China. Yeah, they uh, they, they yeah. get they get them, and we China, don't. You know. Let's talk about communism. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of good things. <laughs> uh, but anyway, guys, uh, we're going to get to our heroes and villains of the week in a second. But first, a couple ways that you can support the podcast. Uh, so first of all, if you are on uh, online, as hopefully you are, how else are you listening to this? I don't know. <laughs> and you want to get in touch with us. Uh, we are on all the social medias. You can follow us at VWR Podcast on Twitter. Villain was right on 
Facebook. Uh, we're also on Instagram and TikTok now from at the villain was right. Uh, and as well, if you uh, want, I always forget to mention that. That's fine. I <laughs> we always forget that we have those social yes, accounts. So that's fine. We update them regularly. We guarantee for sure. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but you can also uh, email us at villainwasright at gmail.com if you have any suggestions or anything like that. Um, and if you have a couple dollars you want to throw our way. Uh, guys, as always, we have Patreon. We release two bonus episodes a month for our top tier patrons. Uh, we This month we, we cover Napoleon Dynamite. So if you want to hear us talk about Napoleon Dynamite, Maybe we slip in a few quotes because we can't resist ourselves. Um, all this fun stuff, guys. Uh, you can check us out at patreon.com slash villain was right. Uh, we also have ad free tiers, uh, audience choice tiers. Uh, yeah, next week is our audience choice. So we've got uh, We're the Millers. So if you didn't want to listen to that, well, fuck you. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Pay us money, bitches. Uh, <laughs> and now, guys, it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. <laughs> I'm, I'm patronizing you. He's handing us a five. This is. I feel like I, mean, I should. Was, you that know? was the most effective call to action oh, we've ever done. Holy for sure. fuck, that's so. You funny. guilted me into it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna listen to oh. the Millers. There's your five dollar bill. <laughs> anyway, okay, so. I say, <laughs> so uh, anyway. Oh. <laughs> Sam, you always fuck me up. <laughs> You're welcome. I love you. I don't know if you guys can tell. Sam and I are uh, good friends in real life. So yes. I feel like yes. I'm going to say that. Uh, you're getting an invitation to uh, our next Thanksgiving. Hey, uh, look at that. Bring your bone chest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. Okay, so uh, now it is time for our heroes and villains of the week. I just wanted to quickly... Because this story just, or this uh, movie just reminded me of trying to get home at Christmas. Because <laughs> we had this huge storm at Christmas. Um, and honestly, I'm going to call my brother a hero and a villain. Okay, in this story, I'm going to call them both. Because when I was trying to get home at Christmas, the day before Christmas, there was this huge fucking snowstorm, right? This is, I, I'm sure y'all remember me uh, losing my credit cards the day before. <coughs> Pardon me. Bless you. Um, so on that trip home, my brother was very insistent. He works in Toronto and, but he lives, uh, he lives where my parents live, like a small, like Lindsay, Ontario. Right. So, uh, he's going to come pick me up and then drive me back into Lindsay. No problem. Right. Or I think this is like the 23rd or 24th. I can't remember. Right. But I keep telling him the night, like the night before I'm like, don't come into work. Cause I know, like, I'm like, the roads are going to be fucked. I know you're an asshole like this. Like not, you know what I mean? But just yeah, like, yeah. I know you'll do it. You dick. Don't do this. Like whatever. I'll stay home. Like I'll, I'll stay in my house for like the holidays or whatever. And then I'll just come visit you guys next week. It's not a big deal. I don't give a fuck about dates. Okay. Like it's not that important to me, whatever. And I get a text the next morning from my brother being like, nah, I made it. And I'm like, you fucking know. <laughs> Anyway, so I'm like, okay, whatever. It is like it's fucked out. It was absolutely fucked out. I don't know if you guys remember that storm. Like every was, road in Ontario was closed. Closed, yeah, shut yeah. down. Like everything's fucked, right? And when you're driving to Lindsay from Toronto, you got to drive through a bunch of fields and shit, right? So it's like it's really crazy to get out there, right? Like dirt roads, or yeah. literally driving through fields. What? No, no, like dirt roads oh, through okay. fields, like through sectional fields like, and stuff. I, like, no, 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 like you guys need roads. <laughs> Have you heard of Rose? <laughs> so funny. <laughs> it's not a four-wheeler. I'm coming to get you. Oh, my God. Anyway, so um, 
so I have to take I have to take a bus and a subway to get to oh, where my brother is, right? So geez. this is already like and I'm like 20 minutes late because like I, I left early, but everything's fucked outside. I've got this huge backpack on me, right? I arrive, we get in the car, my brother's like he's like I had a couple of errands. I'm like, of course you do. So we're like stopping a Canadian tire. Like we're doing shit. I'm like, we have to leave. Like we have to get out of here. He's like, it's fine. I got all wheel drive. I got the snow tires on. We're cooking. And I'm like, I don't think we're cooking. I'm worried. Right? So we get in the car. We're driving. And again, like my brother is a good driver. Okay. Like he drives all the time. He is a good driver. And he is, I would argue, a good driver in bad weather. Okay, he's good at correcting. He's good at this, you know, this sort of thing. I don't know if I've ever feared for my life this much. <laughs> we were driving through fields in white, like just driving through, like in between two fields, white out condition. We cannot see two inches in front of the car. Not two inches, Whoa. okay? It is absolutely fucked. We saw um, one person, we saw a person driving up that didn't have their lights on. So like some people are just driving around without lights. You can't see two inches in front of your fucking car, right? We get kind of stuck on this road where everybody's getting stuck because there's this big, um, I don't know what you call them. I can't remember what you call them right now, but like, you know, when they're, uh, you've got like a big, basically it's like almost created like some sort of wind tunnel and all the snow is in one area. Oh, a drift. A drift. Yeah, thank you so much. Okay. Yes. Thank you. So there's this big snow drift, right? Everybody's kind of getting stuck here. Or there's like, no problem. I'm going to get out. I'm going to help this van because we can't get by without this van moving. Uh, and then we'll go through, right? And he gets out and he helps the van or whatever. A couple minutes goes by. He gets back in the car and he goes, you will, you will never guess what I just saw. And I was like, what? And he goes, the man driving that van is not wearing a shirt. <laughs> so this guy in a snowstorm with his friend is just... Bucking it, just bucking it with no shirt on. I am scream laughing because I'm looking at him now and I can see him. I'm like, yeah, this guy's not wearing a fucking shirt. That was the craziest thing. Uh, we almost died like three more times. My brother almost missed a, a fucking turn and he just wheeled in. He's like, nah, it's fine. I'm like, it's not <laughs> fucking fine. I, I swear to God, I almost kissed the ground when I got back home. I was like, yeah. literally, I told, I looked him in the eyes. I was like, kill, I don't care. If you do this again, I'm not getting in the car ever again like that. I was like, that was fucked up point. So I don't know. Hero, villain, who knows? He uh, got you there, but he, he got me there. <laughs> love my brother so much. And he is a very, very good driver. But holy fuck did I fear for my life. <laughs> he's a villain until The Last of Us happens. And then he's your hero because he yeah. will get you through anything. <laughs> he really will. I tell him all the time. I'm like, listen, I don't know how you're going to die. I just know I'm going to read it on the news. <laughs> I think you're going to be in the car with him. <laughs> Possibility. <laughs> anyway, that's it for me. What do you got, Sam? Uh, I, I got a hero. This is from a while ago, so it's not this week. But I got a hero, uh, like a traveling one. I think I said it already. Um, I used to take a uh, megabus from um, uh, Wichita to uh, Chicago, which is like uh, 14, 15 hours. It's yeah. a very long ride. Um, and you would have to, uh, you would go from Wichita to St. Louis, hop off, change, and then from St. Louis up to uh, Wichita was like their main hub. When I got off in uh, St. Louis to go to uh, Chicago, I think it's five or six hours, uh, I got onto the new bus. I go to the very back because I'm like, you know what? 
these late night ones. It was overnight. Uh, you can usually like lay down in the back because there's not enough people. Uh, so I'm sitting in the back and I see just the grimiest hippie I've ever seen in my life. Uh, just I think he was 50, something like that. Just starts walking back and I'm like, there's so many seats. Please don't sit in the back. Please don't sit in the back. Comes all the way back, sits right next to me. Oh no! Exactly. The whole no. time I'm like, dude, and and like I was that's just a weird like, energy to bring 100%. in. Hundred percent. We get on the road. I'm about to get up and he just looks over at me and says, Hey, do you want to have some fun tonight? And I'm like, What? He just pulls out a whole bag of mushrooms. Went from the worst man I've ever met in my life to cool guy Rick. <laughs> it was awesome. He just gave me free mushrooms. We got high as shit. You stop off at like gas stations. So we went in, and because he gave me mushrooms, we're tripping balls. And I'm like, hey, you want to get a 40? And he's like, we're not, I, like, are we going to drink? I'm like, yeah, we'll chug one, sneak one back on. So we were just sharing a 40 in like the parking lot <laughs> high as shit. Then we got on the bus and then shared the rest of it. We got to Chicago together and just like parted. I've never said, I, he's probably dead, but like we parted ways. I went home. It was, uh, it was a great, like, Great trip, trip. It was it was a double trip. Yeah, I love that. There is a yeah. reason we're friends. Because <laughs> we'll do we'll do drugs with a guy named Rick on a mega bus. Yeah, that's pretty much it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, when you put it like that, I mean, that's exactly, uh, <laughs> that's exactly the dude was what I pretty rad. Yeah. It's a hero. Yeah, and I thought he was I thought he was gonna be uh, you know he sat down. And I was like, oh god, I don't want to talk to this guy. And we mm. talked a lot. Like he he was from Tennessee and he was a hippie during the sixties or seventy. I don't know. I which is really when you wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah. well, he, he never stopped. <laughs> he never stopped. It kept going. Yeah, yeah. He, he, had, he had some miles on him. <laughs> <laughs> Ride or die for this hippie shit. Uh, yeah, that's great. I also sort of have a story sort of of being on the road. So um, as some of you know, I was uh, up in Ottawa uh, doing uh, two weeks of shows uh, recently. And uh, the first week there, I was emceeing, and then I headlined. Um, I said this before, but once again, thank you to all the listeners who came out. That was so cool to see you. Uh, amazing. But um, I was there with uh, the headliner, Eric, and we had a middle act, uh, middle act Clifton, um, and his girlfriend was there as well. So um, Clifton's from out uh, east, and he's like, oh, you know, I'd really like to do an Ottawa thing um, before I go home just because, like, I'm here for comedy, but, like, let's do an Ottawa thing. So he's like, let's go to an Ottawa Senators game, NHL team, right? So he goes... So he and buys us like cheap $60 tickets, like way up in the 300s, right? And we're like, oh, okay, great. And we'll drive. So the headliner, Eric, decides, okay, he's going to drive. We pick them all up. So there's four of us, and we're heading to the arena in Ottawa. And it's just fucking lines. Like we're, we're running a little late, right? It's like traffic jam, trying to get in all these like parking spots and things like that. And Eric goes like, oh. I can just pull in here. And I was like, oh, it actually says uh, do not enter here. <laughs> and he goes, it's fine. And he just drives up this do not enter thing. And then uh, he's like, oh, there's some parking spots there. But the parking lot is uh, cordoned off with pylons. <laughs> and he just gets out of the car, moves the pylon, drives his car up, backs in, and parks literally right next to this, the arena, like right next to the arena. I am 95% sure that we were in the player's parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm sitting there like just like I'm at an 11 already. I'm just like, you can't do this. There are rules. And he's like, it's fine. Don't worry about this it. This sounds like Eric. Yeah. And uh, and uh, and and meanwhile, <laughs> the other two in the back are like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like we're all just like, you can't do this. This is this is. 
this is, if not illegal, this is a rule. You can't break the rule. And we go like, all right, whatever. Like, it's his car. We walk in, get past security and everything. And uh, Clifton couldn't get us our seats together, right? So it was like two and two. So he's like, well, I'm, I'm going to go with my girlfriend. Uh, and you and Eric, go find your seats or whatever. We'll, you know, meet up between periods or whatever. And again, we're a little late, so it's kind of into the first period. They go off to their seat. And Eric just goes to me. He goes, uh, uh, hang on, like, let's just walk around a bit before we take our seat. I'm like, all right. And he stops and he gets a beer. And I'm like, I'm like all right. And we're just walking around. I'm like, what is this guy doing? And then he sees the guest services, the uh, client services booth. And he goes up to them and he says, um, hey, we're both comedians at the club this week, you know, uh, true. He goes, and, and we were gifted these seats by the club. False. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> and he goes, which is really nice, but uh, um, he's like, but we got up there into like the 300s. And uh, I'm starting to get like some vertigo and stuff. Like I have, like I started drinking my beer. Like I can't even drink my beer. Like I'm just getting up there and I'm getting the spins. Is there any way you can move us down? And the guy says, "Well, hang on, let me check something. I'll I'll go check." And and I'm like I'm like I'm at like I'm I'm at like a 12 or 15 out of 10 at this point. I'm just like whatever. He's like whatever, man. He's like the worst thing they're gonna say is no. And I was like exactly the worst thing. Somebody can say to you is no, it's no. Uh, Look you in your adult face, yeah, and, and be, be like, like absolutely no, not, no. Yeah. Uh, and so like he's like, you're so funny, like you're losing it right now. And this guy comes back and he goes, guys, I'm sorry, we're sold out today in the in the arena. There's there's nothing. He goes, but nobody's rented this suite, <laughs> so we're gonna put you guys in this suite. <laughs> But sorry, there's not going to be a server in there. <laughs> and we're like, that's fine. Like, everyone's like, that's fine. And we go in there. We text, like, Clifton and his girlfriend. And they come down. And they're like, how the fuck? <laughs> so then we watch the Ottawa Senators game from a private suite in the 200th level with our own bathroom and everything like that in a sold-out arena. And, and I was just like, how? And I cannot decide if he is the hero or the villain, because he is a hero in the fact that I absolutely benefited from all of this stuff and had a great time. Oh, sorry, one, one extra thing. Uh, as I left to go get us like coffee, right? I go find the Tim Hortons, I come back. When I come back, there's a, nut, there's a guy in the room here, like wearing like a uniform and everything. And Eric says, when you walked in that door, like the look on your face <laughs> of we are in so much trouble. <laughs> We've been told to go here. Yeah. And he goes, so he just immediately goes, it's the 50-50 guy. He's selling 50-50 tickets. But I just apparently had the guiltiest look on my face the whole time. So we leave. We get in the car. We just drive right out. No, the, the St. Louis Blues van is right next to ours to take them back to the hotel. That's where we were parked. Uh, and we just drive out, no repercussions, and he's even just like, yeah, uh, this is this is even a little much for me. Like, this is the best I've ever gotten. But that's I got just, some Dell energy to it. Right? <laughs> I was just, just about exactly, to say Exactly, that. that's why I chose this episode to tell the story on. Yeah. Because, and I don't know if he's the hero because I absolutely benefited from yes. all of it and had a great time. Or if he's a villain because it is so contrary to how I live my life. I, like, I, it is so opposite. 
<laughs> to end, like I'm just like if we sit in our seats in the 300 section and be good quiet boys someone will come and give us a gold star eventually I and live <laughs> my life the same uh, under the same umbrella of like the worst they can say is no and then act as if I live my life the exact same way and hearing you tell that story <laughs> back to me and me having to see how I act made me just go like, I'm the villain. This is, that's what I said about Dell. I'm like, oh, oh God. God. Ugh. But great time and no one was hurt and everything's fine. Somebody was like, hurt. You stole their box office and they couldn't get to the box office because you stole their parking lot. They're driving yeah. around trying to find a space the whole time. <laughs> oh no, oh no. You stole the manager's spot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So funny. Yeah, right? So So crazy. opposite how I oh. live my life. Well, also, to be fair, though, and I do feel like I have a lot of Dell energy, that I also have that energy of like, well, no, but they might say no, and what if I get in trouble, and I should just sit down? You're an adult. You don't get in trouble. You get arrested. Yeah. Trouble uh, is made up is a thing I I've know, been but to... there's still <laughs> trouble in my mind. I know. That's, that's where it lives. That's, I know. It's so very, very real in my yes, head. It's yes, it's so... That was sold better visually because you were twirling your hoodie strings like. I know. Holy fuck! Well, guys, you know, as always, that's it for us. Um, you can follow me at Rebecca Reads on any platform of your choosing. Where can people follow you, Sam? You can follow me at I Sam Comedy on everything. Cool. Yeah, and you Craigers. follow me at Craig Fay Comedy on Facebook, Twitter, CraigFay.com for show dates. And guys, next week we are covering, uh, it's audience choice, we're covering We Are, we're the Millers, um, good lord. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, look forward to that next week. And guys, this is uh, The Villain Was Right, reminding you to avoid the kindness of strangers. <laughs> The Villain Was Right is produced by Andrew Ivamy as part of the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as webcomics, articles, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com. <laughs>